This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. My friends, occasionally you get the chance to travel through time, not literally, not physically, but um, in a sort of metaphorical, metaphysical way. And that's a great thing about comics because they are imprints on little portions in time that we can go back and get a peek into what the world was like, what kind of dialogue and conversations were acceptable in the world 30 or 40 years ago. We're going to dive into that today. And to do that, I have no, not Remzo Martinez, who is on a very slight hiatus, as he tends to do sometimes, probably a BJJ injury or maybe COVID for the eighth time. We're not really sure. He is going to be okay. But in his stead, I have my good friend, our one of our first listeners, one of our first patrons, and the man who first handed me a comic book so many years ago. I'm not even going to say the number. Eric, what's up? Hey, Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, you know, sitting around talking about comics and recording it. I mean, if it, basically the same thing as 30 years ago, only um, <laughs> we're I recording. Guess more, it. I guess more people are watching than 30 years ago, which would just be. I think nobody, so. so. That's true. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, Eric, I know. In fact, I'm going to tee you up for this because I know from our private conversations that you have some Fox and Sons at your house as well. Our sponsors are Fox and Sons. They provide a tremendous product. Here is the evidence. I have a two-pound bag right here that I got shipped to my house every single month. Why don't you go check that stuff out? Foxandsons.com. You got a bean for everybody. And then Eric is going to do an impromptu commercial and tell you about his own experience with Fox and Sons. Yeah, so... No pressure. No pressure at all. But after listening to the show, knowing Mark for so long... Fantastic coffee. It's as good as Mark and Remzo tell you it is. Um, I went and picked up two bags myself a couple weeks ago, and I've been enjoying it ever since. Which uh, fantastic which means, coffee? Which beans did you pick out? Uh, I picked up the uh, the honey prep and um, the tea berry. The pea berry, the Brazilian the pea, pea, berry? pea berry. That's the one. Or yeah. the Tasmanian pea berry. I can never keep track. There's Whichever so many one. honey preps. Pea berries, yeah. tea berries. The point is, there's a lot going on, and they're all tasty. great. That is the point. The other point is that you can get yourself. A, I'm not just going to ask you to try this stuff at full price. No, I'm going to give you the Mark Claire, the SBC discount by using discount code Second Print Pod. So you want you to head over to Fox and Sons, F O X N S O N S dot com, pick out 
some bags. Spend 25 bucks. Maybe you'll even get free shipping. I don't know. And use that discount code, SECONDPRINTPOD, all one word, for 15% off your order. Help yourselves. Get yourself some great coffee. Help this show. Help our sponsors. Everybody wins. All so that you and I, Eric, <laughs> can dive into today's issue, which is the very first appearance of John Stewart, Green Lantern John Stewart. Eric, before we get into this, what is your own uh, background history with the character of John Stewart? Did you have too much familiarity with him outside of his, you know, off and on appearances in whatever books you may have been reading growing up? Uh, it was primarily off and on. Um, you know, he would make it a, a, an appearance here and there in the Green Lantern books and some of the other books that I read. Um, I've, I've never read this specific issue before. So this was a this was a first for me. Um, and it's been a while since I've read a, co- a comic from the late 60s, early 70s. Yes. Well, I will say, I mean, the existence of this and the Marvel Unlimited app are the greatest things happening in the corporations known as uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and uh, the Disney, ABC Disney Corp, whatever they're known as. As much as we may complain about the modern product and their current books, you can hear some of my complaints. You can see some of my work. By the way, I am now a contributor over at Bounding into Comics. You can see me complaining about some of this very stuff over on their YouTube channel. Uh, But the fact is, for just a few measly dollars a month that the patrons of the show are really kind to pay for for me and Remzo so we can review all these books for you. You get access to this treasure trove of classic shit. And some of it is gold. Some of it is the best stuff you'll ever read. Some of it's the worst stuff you'll ever read. Some of it is somewhere in between like the Superman issue we did a couple months ago. I don't even know what to think of it, but it's a treasure trove of just of madness. So anytime you're upset about the current product, the modern product. Look, you're going to find gems in these old, especially if you're diving back into the Silver Age, whether it's a gem because it really is a great old story or whether it's a gem because it's just a what the fuck did I just read? And I'm not even sure which one this is. It's It might be neither of those exactly, but I, I think there's nothing else to say. I think we just got to dive right in. I think it's I think it's a what the fuck did I just read? I think but but there's, <laughs> we should there's, just dive into it. There's a few factors here. So we are going to be looking at Green Lantern number 87 from the original Green Lantern series in the Silver Age. This was released December 1st, 1971. So keep that in mind. Keep the time frame in, in mind. Uh, think about what American society may have been like at that time. If you're not American, just imagine your own society with uh, fatter people and more cheeseburgers, I guess. Uh, this is written by Gardner Fox. I wonder if Gardner Fox had anything to do with the naming of Guy Gardner. Was Guy Gardner named after Gardner Fox? I bet Remzo would either have the answer or pretend to, and I would believe him. Pretend to. Gardner Fox, Guy Gardner. See, we're doing live research. Guy Gardner. All right. Someone needs to take go back to podcasting. That's me. And, and turn the notifications off. Um, I never t- I never took podcasting class. I'm sorry. Well, there's no neither did I. I invented podcasting <laughs> class. All right. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna assume that at some point Gardner Fox was the reason that Guy Gardner got his name anyway moving into this issue it is drawn by dennis o'neill oh, no actually I, I'm, I'm sorry this is written by gardner fox dennis o'neill and elliot saint magan took three writers for this one three writers probably because there's a green lantern story that we may or may not read in this as well this is when by the way it says you mean green, green arrow yeah it's a, what did i say 
Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, th- well, it's interesting because the book is on DC app labeled Green Lantern, and that's the run. But uh, the actual cover of the book, it is Green Lantern, Green Arrow. And it really is. There are two full stories. Well, I wouldn't yeah. call them full. Two half stories, I guess you could say, in this book. So I guess they did kind of share a title uh, for a while. Although, for whatever reason, in the chronology, this is not the official title of the book. So maybe it was always officially Green Lantern. And then Green Arrow just sort of hitched his uh, arrow, I guess, to it for a while. I'm not sure. You don't I don't know. The, we, you don't we should have that answer either, do you? I don't have that answer either. I'm very sorry. I'm a very poor co-host. I got noises <laughs> going off. I don't know any comic book knowledge. This is no good. Well, you don't give me you don't give me trouble like Remzo. So I'll take you. I'll take you over him today, to be honest. Because I don't I don't know if I want to deal with Remzo when we're talking about racial issues. It just gets a little too iffy. But uh, it's a little so hairy. <laughs> and there there will be racial issues. I, I'm 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 uh, thinking about titling this episode. How Jordan makes his first black friend. I haven't decided if that's going to be the official title, but I'm at least going to toss it out there for the YouTube algorithms rhythms to think about. Uh, We start, though, on page one, and I'm going to occasionally, because I'm not sure there might be copyright issues with showing you a whole comic, so I'm not going to go through this whole comic, but occasionally I may share my screen and show you a panel or two uh, when it feels appropriate. But we start off with a big splash page as we see... yeah, Guy Gardner, he's holding a uh, not Guy Gardner. I'm obsessed with Guy Gardner. We see the 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 Green Lantern of the time, Hal Jordan, uh, holding his his big lantern, and we see here a little narration somewhere in Southern California. The autumn, this autumn day, Green Lantern is performing his familiar, almost so- storied ritual, touching his power ring to the battery, from which it draws this mystic energy. Suddenly, the floor beneath his feet buckles. The air is immediately filled with dust. The walls bend and break. There is a sound like the shattering of a million huge china plates. And in that instant, the Emerald Crusader realizes a chill-chilling truth that this is an earthquake. Okay, so there is an earthquake. I thought it was just I thought he was just powering his battery. And, and that's how that's how crazy the power battery get, got. That's um, what I thought, too. Yeah, but no, apparently there's some kind of earthquake. So Hal Jordan takes to the skies and goes to see what is happening. So there has been an earthquake. I'm I'm immediately suspecting what villain is causing the earthquake. No, this is actually literally the villain in this is an earthquake. Uh, That is is the plot of this. That is the antagonist. At least in this moment. So uh, Hal Jordan flies up and right at that moment, we hear this guy. He's yelling, Susie, honey, listen to me. Sweetie, you got to come closer. I can't come to you. My weight's too much. And Susie, this little girl, is like on the edge of basically a bridge has broken in half. And she is standing way out on the edge, scared. And this guy is is, is kind of coming up and trying to talk her down the ledge. Uh, but who is this guy, Eric? He doesn't look familiar. But we actually find out this is. Who is it? It is Guy Gardner. It's Guy Gardner. It's Guy fucking Gardner. Now. Already previously, before this episode slash issue, whatever you want to call it, uh, Guy Gardner had already become sort of the backup Green Lantern. But this is not this ain't your mama's Guy Gardner. This is this isn't my guy Guy Gardner. This is not my bowl cut Guy Gardner. This is just some guy. What is this? What is this guy? This is just some blonde guy who just looks like any old guy. Uh, I gotta say, as what I thought was a Guy Gardner fan, I mean, I guess I guess I'm. I'm the young upstart that was into 90s bowl cut Guy Gardner. There might be classic Guy Gardner, 70s Guy Gardner fans that think that the 90s bowl cut Guy Gardner is an asshole. So, but I don't know. Some might really, think that. It really took me aback. Were you shocked to see Guy Gardner looking so so normal? I was surprised this was this was Guy Gardner. It just looks like 
your regular like coach from a high school. Yeah. You know, he's got the whistle. He's got the sweatshirt. I think Doesn't he has look a high like school coach, right? He, there was like yeah. there was they were on the yeah they're on the bus, and then this earthquake hit, and then because he's heroic and whatnot, he now I don't get maybe it's like a, a secret identity thing, but I don't get why he wouldn't just immediately jump to oh yeah I'm I can be a Green Lantern guy. Maybe he's just not supposed to use the Green Lantern powers until it's really an emergency. I'm not sure. So I I don't think he has it at this point. I think he is the backup. Green Lantern if Hal Jordan falls. Like he only gets it if if he goes yeah, down. I think huh. that's right. Okay. So they say like, hey, we're going to show you how to be Green Lantern, but you're not going to really be. It's only going to be if this guy, this guy now you got to go be a normal human. So hope you, hope you don't get fucked up. Um, and that's exactly what happens, though. <laughs> this kind of proves my point. And maybe, they, maybe the Guardians uh, changed their policies down the line. I'm not sure. Because now I feel, I mean, nowadays you got like 20,000 Green Lanterns at once. There's, uh, you got Hal Jordan, you got Jon Stewart, you got Jessica Cruz, you got Guy Gardner off somewhere, you got Kyle Rayner. Uh, there's just no limit to Lanterns. And even when they destroy the power battery, you know, Guy Gardner just dreams up a new, uh, a new, you know, ring or something like that. That's a rant for another day. My point is maybe they should have given him a fucking ring so that what is about to happen did not happen. So guy is trying to help the little girl. Uh, and then I guess there's a, I don't know if there's a, uh, what's it called? When uh, the earthquake hits, then another, another one comes in later, a smaller one. Aftershock. Aftershocks. There you go. That's See, you are a good co-host. You fill in all my Trying guys. to help. And uh, the bus kind of flies forward and it, sm- it just runs right into Guy Gardner. Regular human, you know, gym, high school gym coach Guy Gardner. And with a huge whamp, too. What's that? He get he get he just gets whamped. Yeah, I'm not sure how it was going so fast, by the way, because the bus had been stopped, and then suddenly, said so before the child can finish the story, the screech of rending of rending what rending girders? What are rending girders? Are those? I have no idea. I, I'm not a mechanic. I, th- I think it's I think it's probably the I think what I'm trying to say is the oh, bridge the is giving the, way. The bridge. It's parts of the bridge. Yeah. Okay, so the bridge gives way, and that's what brings the the school bus forward into into Guy Gardner, and then right. Green Lantern saves the little girl and saves Guy Gardner, and that's when he realizes, oh my god, that's Guy Gardner. He doesn't have a bowl cut; he's just a fucking gym coach. Right. So he goes up to Guy Gardner. He makes him. Do you like how he makes him a little gurney out of his green stuff? <laughs> he constructs nice. him a gurney. Does he actually have the medical knowledge to design that properly? That's what I know. That's what I want to know. I don't know. He knows what one looks like, so he can just kind of manifest it. I guess that's how it works. Like, do you need to actually, do you need to understand the mechanics of a thing? Apparently not, or else he would have to be an expert in a whole bunch of different, in a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, how to design a whole bunch of different types of things and a whole bunch of different animals. But apparently he can just dream them up and they just function. That's pretty cool. I'm going to try not to overthink it because it's a comic book. You know the answer? Because Because comics. comics. There we go. So, Hal Jordan leans down, takes care of Guy Gardner, and you know tries to comfort him. He says, "Are you hurt, bad guy?" And this is when we get a note. By the way, a little editor's note. I missed the art of the editor's note. I feel like they are rarely used nowadays, and comics are confusing enough as it is. I always appreciated that as a kid, especially when I was a new reader uh, in the early '90s. I, as you know, I started reading books like Fantastic Four, Spider Man, and. As you might imagine, I didn't know who most of these characters were. And there'd be villains popping up, ref- people, you know, heroes popping up, referencing things. And they were always really good about having the little asterisk and the editor's note pointing to me to some other issue that I could then go spend my hard-earned allowance money and go try to buy at some other comic book store. But very smart. And I miss it. Yeah, so do I. I always enjoy getting those little notes because it gives me another book to go find. 
Exactly. Or not, depending on the context. Or not. Or not. <laughs> and we get this note. It says, note, Guy Gardner, the alternate choice to be Earth's Green Lantern, as revealed in Earth's other Green Lantern in the, in the March 1968 issue of Green Lantern. Okay, so he is the alternate Green Lantern. Which, again, I guess means he doesn't really get a ring or this never would have fucking happened, right? He would just take the ring and, like, stop the bus from falling and put the bridge together and build a construct bridge and everything would have been fine. So, again, mm-hmm. why have a backup lantern if you're not going to give him some powers? We go to the hospital and, uh, you know, how Jordan is is talking to the doctors because, you know, he's a doctor consultant now, too. And, you know, they're saying this doctor's saying, like, I, I don't know, man, this guy's really messed up. Um, he's going to be bedridden for at least six months. This doctor already knows, already has diagnosed that. Impressive. <clears throat> and Hal is just kind of sul- sulking off and thinking to himself, well, this is this is not a good situa- situation. You know, Guy has been chosen as my successor, the only other deserving one on Earth, fearless and honest. And they put that in quotes. So I don't know if that means he's not really fearless or honest enough, but I'm just going with Guy Gardner with, uh, with Hal Jordan's... Uh, inner monologue here he puts them in quotes in his mind for whatever reason uh he's the only other person on earth fearless and honest enough to activate a power ring i've been counting on him letting my duties slide while i get my personal life together and so he's just kind of sitting there lamenting this whole situation when we see now i don't i don't remember this happening recently in comics uh, when the guardians can just astral appear in front for any time and just talk talk to Hal. I did not recall that at all. I'm Why pretty not? sure that is a, a so it's funny because now I'm like doing the reverse thing. I'm complaining about all these weird things in the Silver Age, but I have no right to complain. The things I grew up with not having the Guardians appear randomly in the sky, that's actually the weird thing because this stuff was happening before I was even born. So who am I to complain? Fair. Um and so basically this guy says, uh, this guardian, he says, uh, we have witnessed Guy Gardner's injury. It is our wish to designate another substitute for yourself. <laughs> and Gar- and and Hal Jordan, being a normal talking human being, says, I concur. And now maybe that is how people talk in this in the or it's 1971. I'm not sure. I wasn't there I, yet. I, I like how quickly the guardians just give up on Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, They're like, well, like he's fine. He got hit by a bus and lived. He's only going to be laid up for six months. He's We're done. moving on. We're not worried about him. We're not going to use our immense power to try to help him at all. We're just going to, he's going to be laid up. He may even be no. crippled. Fuck him. Let's go find a new guy. Like, <laughs> right. Get rid of the coach. So this whole time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we have not actually seen Guy Gardner as Green Lantern yet. Cause that's its own first appearance that I, I have. <laughs> so that cannot be. Yeah. So he was just. I guess just sitting around waiting for a long time yeah. to become to become Green Lantern. Man, so for for years he was a bowless haircut having character that didn't even get to be Green Lantern. That is interesting. I did not know that. I think his I think in his debut he was he was almost villain esque um, in his debut. We'll have to examine that at some point. Well, yeah, that'll be a, that'll be our that'll be our next issue we do. How about that? Sounds good. Anyway, got Hal Jordan concurs and he says, "I concur, but who? Well, my friends." We then go to our next scene when we are going to find out just who. And our narration says, who indeed have the Guardians chosen? To find the answer, come with us to a certain urban ghetto. (laughs) To a certain urban ghetto where a cop is harassing some young black men. Yes, he says, the cop says, move along. You haven't got a game permit. These these guys are just playing dice or or something like that on the streets. Uh, And besides, you're blocking the sidewalk. And this guy's like, oh, man, just leave us alone. And this one guy... 
with a fine looking scarf says, yeah, fine advice, officer. Maybe you ought to check your law book and find out if they really need a permit to play dominoes. As for as for blocking, won't hurt anybody to walk around him. And this cop's saying, do you want trouble here? And the guy's like, no, I don't want it, but I'm not about to run from it. So, you know, and this is John Stewart, by the way. And, you know, he, I kind of like him, his character here a little bit, to be honest, because he's sticking up for these guys, but he's not he's not being a total, like, ruffian about it. He's kind of, like, using the law against him. He's kind of like, look, there's there's nothing against the law here. Kind of, what are you going to do? But also with a little bit of attitude about him. Now now that we've uh, seen it, seen him in the in the flesh, so to speak, what did you think of just your first impressions of of meeting John Stewart, the the guy here on the street, standing I mean, up for these other guys at the cops? I, I, I like the fact that he's standing up for the guys that are on the street, just trying to have a good time, right? I That's, mean, they're doing nothing, nothing wrong. They're doing nothing. They're playing dominoes. They're having a good time. You know, they're sitting there with their cardboard box. No big deal. <laughs> but he gets he gets a little crazy with the officer. You know, if he's standing up for the guys, that's fine. But then he says. You know, I'm I'm not going to run for trouble. And he says, even with your nightstick, like well, yeah, he's trying says, to antagonize the officer. Like, he even says, I kind of doubt enough you're man enough to give it. So like, and he oh, didn't right, even yeah. get the he didn't really even give the officer a chance. He should have at least see if his de-escalation worked. You know, he he came out kind of like being somewhat calm and like pointing out the law, but then he doesn't even give it a second. He skips right to like questioning the guy's manhood and like, I don't care if you're a cop, a normal guy. Some guy starts talking shit and questioning whether you're a man enough. I mean, you know, you're, you're escalating the situation. So yeah. I don't know. Mi- mixed reviews on, on John Stewart so far, uh, but he is kind of giving shit to the cop and these other cop is like, you know, these guys got no respect and this one cop's trying to sort of talk him down. He's like, Fred, respect has to be earned. The way you acted, you didn't earn a nickel's worth. So I like this other cop too. He's like, Fred, you're a fucking moron. Like, forget these guys. And meanwhile, we see that guy Gardner, this is like his ghost of Christmas past here, apparently. Like this this garden, this guardian is just floating around as an apparition as they go spy on uh, John Stewart here. Hal says, that's the man you want to trust with a power ring, with the the finest weapon ever devised? And I, we'll, we'll get there. I was gonna I was gonna make a comment, but I'm gonna wait. And the guardian says he has all due qualifications, and we are not interested in your petty bigotries. Immediately, he knows Hal's racist. He's like, "What do you mean?" Call, immediately calling him out for being a racist. And- Doesn't even ask why. I mean, in fairness, it could be of the way the guy got a little too uppity with the cop, or it yeah. could just be like. I, how do you know? We just showed up here. How come the guys are always in the same city? Like, by the way, like the one guy on earth that that is good enough to be the backup to Hal Jordan happens to be Guy Gardner, who happens to live in Coast City. And then the next best guy also like like, all right, it, you're just mathematical probability. If we assume there's only one best person on earth at any given time that can hold a power ring. And then you're telling me if there's a second that they're from the same city, maybe I can buy that as the as, as crazy as the odds are. But then you're telling me the third. I don't know. I think these guardians are not really. I'm starting to think that the system's a little bullshit, and they're not really searching around that that hard. I'm starting to think they just choose random dudes. You're st- you're starting to think the system. I'm bullshit. starting to think that the system is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and this whole time, I've been meant to think the guardians did thorough research and had charts and spreadsheets and all of this. Turns out, no, we just show up and whatever guy we we don't even you know whatever fucking gym coach or uh, you know guy domino friend playing guy on the street anyway. Yeah. And immediately, Hal Jordan takes us out. In fact, it's time. It's time to share the screen. I want to show you Hal Jordan being very upset at the implication that he might have a racist bone in his body. He says, hey, that's not what I meant. 
All right. Maybe he's brave. Maybe. Maybe he's honest. And maybe he has the right kind of mind. But it's obvious he also has a chip on his shoulder the size of the Rock of Gibraltar. And, you know, hey, uh, uh, fair enough. You know, based on that short interaction we saw, fair enough. Uh, he says, frankly, I think you're making a mistake. And he, we're just going to guide through for, uh, you know, a few panels until I decide uh, you know, it's not a good idea anymore. Uh, but then... um. And the Guardian here says, perhaps, nevertheless, our judgment stands. Again, it comes very much across um, like a, a ghost of Christmas past. So then I find this so funny. This is how they, this is how it happens. Like, this is how they, he's just sitting, Hal's just sitting with him. We just go to another scene where it says later in a nearby candy store. <laughs> At first I thought this was a, this was a diner. Or a bar, and it's weird because it actually does look like a diner in the in the scene. If you look at the art, it looks like they're sitting at a you know a diner, and there's a guy uh, cleaning some dish or something, and there's a picture of a burger. But the caption says later in a nearby candy store. <laughs> you know, I think it's I think it's to me it looked more like one of those old school like soda you know stores where people would go and get like the, a float maybe this is just the terminology back then you know maybe that you just call it the candy shop and you get your soda pop and maybe you get a burger there too but you know we're there for the candy we're staying for the burgers kind of thing i don't know yeah i guess so check out that cup by the way that uh <laughs> what is that cup that, that i don't Stewart is holding it's like a weird neck cup that narrows down and with a yellow top he's like red... he's like squeezing it with his fist or something i don't and he's got weird he has like ai hands like you know how they always get the fingers wrong that one finger on the bottom weird stuff anyway i'm not here i'm not an artist i'm not here to criticize all the art i'm just saying we are we are we are actually here to criticize that exactly that's exactly why we're here uh, so we just skipped to this conversation already in progress. Uh, Hal Jordan says, so I'm asking, are you interested? And he's like, considering jobs aren't exactly plentiful for black architects in the land of the free these days. And I haven't worked in weeks. So time's not a problem. Sure. I'll try your gig. Might be laughs being a superhero. My mama named me John Square Stewart. John Stewart. Square John to my friends. Only from now on, maybe you better call me Black Lanterns. <laughs> Which I, I I don't think that name stuck. I'm glad they didn't go with that, but I did laugh. I did laugh out loud. Uh, me too. Uh, this is this is very very cringy writing. Bring us back. It's very cringy, but it feels oh so right because it, it to me it feels like the Silver Age should feel. It should feel a little out of place. It should feel like did yeah. they really write that? And it should feel like can they even say that once in a while? And that's how I that's how that's how I feel reading really old Fantastic Four stuff too. Like early Fantastic Four is so fucking inappropriate. It's it's out of control. Um. Anyway, maybe that's why I was drawn to it at such a young age. Yeah. No, just kidding. It was '90s Sue outfit. That's what. That's what you're to me. That that'll do it. That'll do it. So now we go back to uh, another scene where you know, great where Hal Jordan is explaining the the science, I guess you could say, of the the power battery. He's saying energy is broadcast by tachyon transmission from the master power battery on the planet Oa to these batteries. Of course, your ring can only absorb 24 hours worth at a time. Very inconvenient feature for these these you know all powerful beings that can project their consciousness across the universe and float around with Hal Jordan, but they can only give you 24 hours of power. Okay, I guess we'll just accept that and move on. And uh, John, not being one to you know, he doesn't strike me as necessarily the academic type, although he's an architect. He says, care to demonstrate? He wants to see this thing in action. And Hal says, well, we have a ritual, an oath, and it goes like this. Like, dude, 
fucking I would just be like relax man I just wanted to see you do some shit now I have to take your oath but anyway he goes right into it in blackest night and blackest day, in brightest night and blackest day in this case no evil shall escape my sight let those who worship evils might beware my power green lantern's light and John Stewart I, I gotta say John Stewart's winning me over he says man that's pretty corny <laughs> except for the part that says beware my power he's like yeah yeah I dig those words <laughs> what did you think about that you know, I, I kind of agree with Hal's initial assessment. It's like this guy really—he's he, really—he's—he's he's a little aggressive. Why? Um, what do you think? What do you think? Okay, aggressive, huh? It's just okay. a little—you know—you don't think it's stereotype of any little, kind that you might be bringing into the, into this conversation? Uh, you know, I'm trying to be very objective while reading this. All right. Well, I, I never thought I'd be the one here defending them. But I, I gotta say, I'm kind of liking. I'm kind of liking John for his attitude, and I'm kind of. I think I'm seeing what the Guardians are seeing him in. In him. Just kidding. We know they didn't do anything. Uh, we may. They they literally went. Who's is there? Someone down on the next street? Oh, there he is. Uh, we may yeah, as well begin happened. your field training. You'll need a proper outfit. Boom. So he constructs himself a green outfit. Uh, you know, Green Lantern outfit. And he says, "Man, these aren't my threads. James Brown. The, these aren't any threads James Brown will wear. Well, you know, you know James Brown, my friend." But they beat my usual Salvation Army special. It says, only one thing I won't wear, any mask. I won't wear any mask. This black man lets it all hang out. I got nothing to hide. He's like, all right, yeah, cool. Uh, no objection there. I guess Hal cares about uh, concealing his identity. But Jon Stewart, look, I, I guess maybe in the context of, like, if if we're if we're accepting that we're in this time when maybe there was more racial strife and maybe it was more difficult for a black man in in Coast City in this fictional city or whatever it may, yeah. may be, uh, maybe I can also uh, sort of uh, believe that you know it's why have a secret identity because maybe this is this is an upgrade you know if you're just some poor black man who can't make can't get a break well fuck it I, I'm gonna at least show people that I'm the, I'm this guy that now has these powers too what. What's unfortunate here now? We might have to go back and see the first appearance of Guy Gardner. I kind of call foul here if if Guy Gardner never got a ring and was just told he's the backup. But John Stewart's getting to fly around. He's getting to do all this shit on day one. No tests. No, he doesn't have to you know, accomplish any task. He's just it's just it. The Guardians have decided, and he he's the man. So well, I don't know if he's getting a real ring or if it's just like a temporary. Maybe not because they don't show. They, he's just demonstrating. So maybe he's just Hal is just sort of imbuing the powers on him for a minute, and like because he constructs the the outfit onto him, but then it seems like John Stewart has powers too. So he's he's like, hey, you've got a real talent, John. You've quickly mastered the skills necessary to sustain flight. It's easy compared to the skills needed to reach my dad at maybe. He shares some of the power with him again because comics they don't really really go into this but it doesn't look well he gives like- him he, he gives him a what looks like a fake ring which mind you is yellow so is i'm not yellow? sure i think it's yeah i think it's not really yellow i think it's like a, just a lighter shade of green and that comes across as yellow in in this saving money when you start your next project today at menards check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock ready to take home today we carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest menards you can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on menards.com save big money at the way this is colored like it does look yellow i'm just saying i don't think it's supposed to be i think that's just like how a lighter green has to come across because they're drawing green on green on green here and i think that just doesn't come across well it does look yellow there i'll I'll give you that it does it seems like he just imbues 
he just gives a little of his power to this other ring. So I, I think that's what it is. Maybe he gives him yeah. one of the 24 hours or so. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, you, you've quickly mastered the skills necessary to sustain flight. And John says, it's easy compared to the skills needed to reach my pad after dark. Those muggers, something else, man. <laughs> and uh, they say, hey, look, down at the airport, there's some commotion going on. Uh, they say, oh, there must be a celebrity sighting. Well, And they say, well, I, I wonder which celebrity. Well, maybe we should go drop in, check it out. And there's, it's not a celebrity, it's actually a whole uh, protest. There's a crowd that is surging towards this plane in the path of a fuel truck. So it's it's basically, uh, I think it's like some environmental protesters or something. A tire hits an oil slick and suddenly the truck is out of control, plummeting towards the man. They really picked a convenient time to come down right at the exact moment that this truck was about to plummet towards people. They Pretty both convenient. fly down. <clears throat> Hal goes right to, towards saving this truck full of people. Or this, uh, this, yeah, this group of people, and and John swoops in. He's like, "You gotta get those people out of harm's way." I'll see you to the wheels. Take out a leadership role right away. He's not in no way taking a back seat. A gush of thick oil spurts forth, showering the spectators. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm unhappy if some of these guys are getting sprayed with oil. These protesters, but whatever, including Senator Jeremiah Clutcher. I don't know if this no. is a character we're supposed to know or not. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But if you look at that, if you look at that uh, specific. Um, panel there. Mm-hmm. There's a little little continuity issues. Okay. I see with this. That's one. why you're here again. What, what's the continuity? So if you take a look, it's the one with number eight, where yeah. he's uh, holding up the oil tanker. Here, why don't I just take a quick take a quick look at, green, at the Green Lantern thing? that is saving the day, who is supposed to be Jonathan Stewart. Do you see a problem with Jonathan Stewart? There? Is that supposed to be John Stewart? It is supposed to be Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, because he flew down to get the. Th- yeah, he said I was going to get the tanker. and how's He's got a little Michael Jackson thing going on there. What are these other? Oh, that's the oil spraying on those. I like how the, the oil, oil is. I love how the oil is spraying directly on these guys. Like it's yeah. like it's actually just targeting this one guy specifically. Yeah, that is not a black man at all. And the hair no, is wrong not at too. All. It's not yeah. even like the coloring was just wrong here. It's like totally like, wrong. Looks like Kyle Rayner. Yeah. So at this at this point in the book, at this point in the book, I was like, no. I was like, I don't want to turn the next page. I know what's going to happen on the next page. Oh, no. And oh, what has happened? What happens on the next page? Let's find out. Blackface da, 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 da. Of course we have blackface. Why? Because it's 1971. <laughs> it's oil, so the oil, the oil that, that sprayed, right? Which is so funny that it almost seems intentional, but I don't think it is. But like that we get blackface. The one, the panel right after we get the miscolored black man who's a, who's yep. white. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a blackface. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm reading too, too much into this. He says, this is an outrage. What, having blackface? Or is blackface an outrage or just having oil on you? Someone will sure. pay. All right, we're going to continue here. And then John Stewart just comes right up. Now, this is when you see he's got a little bit of an attitude, you could say. He says, haven't I seen you picking cotton someplace? Now, look, this is the black man saying this to the white man. But he is... So, basically, John Stewart is acting... And he's ta- he's taking on the role of white man mocking a black man because this guy now has the black uh, you know oil on his face and he's basically treating him like he would treat a you know a black man if he was a white man. Wow, 
Did that make sense? Yeah. I think it did. And then John, <laughs> John Stewart, as you can see here, is so fucking happy. Fly. He is so proud of himself. He thinks this is the funniest fucking thing ever that he just just made fun of this like oil tycoon or the senator as a senator actually that has this uh yeah. you know the blackface now and 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 House follow him. He says, John, you were stupid and irresponsible. He says, so I maybe missed my aim with the power beam and the senator got a little. Oh, so he did the. I didn't realize that he did it on purpose. That's why it was so directed. Yep. Now that's impressive. All right. This is his first time ever having powers, ever having a Green Lantern, and he was able to fire the ring at the exact point on the oil tanker to make it shoot directly in the face of the senator so he could give him blackface, so he could make this cotton-picking joke. Holy shit. Yeah, this is wow. This is a case of... <laughs> this is why more... I love doing this podcast, because I would ne- there was no- I probably never would have read this, and I certainly would have talk- talked about it in this detail. Uh, this, this is a case of the more things that change, the more they stay the same. You are seeing exactly this now where you've got heroes who are coming up just all of a sudden get powers and they're doing it better than their counterpart. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it was happening right then. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, you know, he, he has the natural skills, you could say. He says, where's to worry about? I've been dark all my life and I'm surviving. He's like, it's no big deal. He's like, I don't believe you, miss. He's like, okay, I did. Now he gets mad. He suddenly gets, look how mad he got. Look at his face. He's, from, he's so happy and then so angry immediately. Okay, I didn't. Listen, Whitey. Now this is getting serious. All right. This just went from like they're having a good time to like we're we're in a full on race war. Listen, Whitey, that windbag wants to be president. He's a racist and he figures on climbing to the White House on the backs of my people. And he says, You think that's a racist? You think he's a racist? Tough. Nobody appointed you. I love this conversation. Nobody appointed you, the judge. You need a lesson. And I'm the guy who's teacher. As of now, I'm assigning you to guard Senator Clutcher. Now that's hilarious. After this happened. First of all, first time with the powers. Now, in fairness, he's proved he can use the powers really well by being so accurate with the oil. But his solution to the guy he just shot oil in his face and said he hates and thinks it's racist is for him to guard him. This is his plan. Are you serious? Great plan. Teach him a lesson. And he says, if anything, but maybe now, maybe it could be this could be just how, you know, 5D chessing here. Maybe he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really like uh, the cut of John Stewart's uh, jib, if so to speak. So maybe he's like, look, if I set him up to fail, the guardians are going to see like this guy sucks and they're not going to make him my, my backup. That, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. How's going with this? So he's just giving him a little challenge. He says, if anything happens to him, you've had it. And, he, and th- this is this is, I think, my favorite line of the whole this whole book. One last thing. Don't call me whitey. <laughs> Something in that reminds me of that bit about he who is out sin casting the first stone now we laugh here but i do actually like this little bit of dialogue you know it is it does show that this there is some nuance here to this to the way they uh address this uh sort of uh racial racial issue and clearly it was an issue of the times and it's something that they're not they're not not addressing and uh they're making it more than just like than either way they're making they're not making out how to be this like total racist asshole uh, but they're making it nuanced and he's not just going to take being called whitey and not call someone out for it so i do I, I do really say like even though it did make me laugh too i think actually on a level of writing i actually genuinely do actually appreciate it as dialogue even though i primarily find it funny <laughs> you know they they do a, they do a good job of capturing you know the essence of the time um you know this is from you know neither of us were alive then but from what i've heard you know and what i what i've seen what i've read you know, this is pretty much what late 60s, early 70s were like 
Um, just with power rings, you know, with with power rings, yeah, and with race relations, you know, whichever should be taken. So, you know, they did a pretty good job of of capturing, you know, that little angst in here. I thought it was overplayed a little too much um, in this book, but <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, we we then go we then go to uh, later that night at a stadium. Uh, the senator's fucking popular. This guy it says tonight on the side of the thing tonight, Senator Clutcher. Like, what are senators packing stadiums like? Is that was that a thing in the '60s, or is this completely made up, inaccurate history? I'm I'm, I'm disposed to think of the latter. I mean, look at what Donald Trump's doing. Yeah, but Trump is no <laughs> Senator Clutcher here. I mean, I could see Trump back in the stadium, but Senator Clutcher. I, I mean, there are people meeting Senator Clutcher at the airport. Maybe he's really charismatic. I guess that's true. yeah. yeah. It's going uh, to be great. Senator speaks to a rapt audience. He says, "Understand, I've got nothing against the." <laughs> All right. Uh, th- look, I, for the for you, YouTube algorithm, l- listen to me. I'm reading from a comic book that is on a website owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. All right. These are not my words. These are the words by mega corporation, publicly accepted mainstream corporation, Warner Brothers Discovery. Anyway, Senator Clutcher right. says, it, yeah, understand. I have nothing against the darkies, but it's a scientific fact that their brains are smaller. This is the guy that Hal, now I can see now, honestly, now I can kind of side with John Stewart more here. If knowing this, this is the kind of shit this guy says, I can't really fault him for any of this stuff, to be honest, but it's a scientific fact that their brains are smaller than normal because of their limited intelligence. They can't appreciate the finer things. And now we see Hal, this is like the big test. He's trying to see if, I think he's trying to see if John can control his rage and do the right thing even when he doesn't like somebody. So actually, in a weird way, I'm starting to think this is a pretty good test from Hal. He says he's babbling nonsense, all right? Such stupidity is the price we pay for free speech. And, uh, you know, John's saying, look, I'm getting sick to my stomach. And then, because just at the right time, all this shit goes down, some guy jumps out and shoots at Senator Clutcher, he says, you'll die for your lies. And then these new Green Lanterns spring into action. Hal says, the assassin, he's escaping, move. And John just says, not me. You go chasing him. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then uh, you know, Hal is thinking to himself, I'll tend to Stewart. Shove the power ring down his throat after I nail the gu- gunman. And he basically just, re- it seems like he just wait, like holds him down and seemingly... Oh, no, that, that's the gunman. Uh, that, that's the gunman he's holding down, and then he's going to, like, worry about John later. So um, he says, the, the funny, though, the gunman saw him saw me coming, yet he didn't use his pistol. I'll ask why when he wakes up. And he just, Hal just decks this guy, like, not even using his power. He just <laughs> knocks his ass out with a, with a regular, unnecessary. regular old human fist. And then meanwhile, in the parking lot outside, a policeman tenses, sensing trouble, unaware he's framed in the sights of a submachine gun. And and this cop is thinking to himself, sure did get quiet out inside. This windbag must have run out of wind. At least I hope that's the reason. And then someone yells, or, or the, a Green Lantern uh, like construct comes and grabs him and yells, watch it. He saves this guy from who is about to be shot by this other guy. He says, we got us a junior grade Al Capone lurking behind the cars. Cat hasn't heard choppers went out. What? Cat hasn't heard choppers went out of style with the roaring 20s. Choppers are those long mullets, I think, uh, right? Those, is that what that is? Choppers? Well, he he won't be I using guess. that again. One one again, nor much anything else. So John kind of stops this guy who's this other guy who is, I guess, another assassin. And this cop comes up to him, says, thanks, fella. You saved my hide. And John says, don't thank me. Thank this ever-loving ring. Best trinket a man ever wore. And then Hal comes up, grabs John Stewart. I'm going to I'm gonna share the screen again. I think it's time. 
My name's Green Lantern the second, remember? Because <laughs> it can't be Black Lantern. We already discussed that. And Hal says, no, it's not. You're a disgrace. I got to say, as, uh, just as a demonstration, I really love uh, props to Warner Brothers Discovery, whoever made the app. I love the scrolling, the scrolling here. Very convenient for, for doing this podcast. No, it's not. You're a disgrace to your uniform, your ring, and yourself. I warned you. This is when we get a, this is a really intense confrontation between John John and uh, Hal Sarah. says, Steady. I don't like being manhandled. Listen, you round up the pistol that fired a clutcher, that cat fired a clutcher, and meet me inside. You're going to have your own lesson, teacher. Oh, really? Let's see. We skip right to the next scene as often as a very uh, Silver Age thing. We just skipped, and we just skip a bunch of shit all the time. They're like, all right, now we're here. Then, and now. John's explaining. The thing is, I spotted the pistol packer with the sender this afternoon at the airport. Likewise, I spotted the machine gun artist. So he's actually paying a lot of attention this whole time. I asked myself, why is one shooting and the other missing? The answer is in the gun you're holding, Green Lantern. It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery now. It's filled with blanks. Dun, dun, dun. And Green Lantern takes them out. Sure enough, Hal takes them out. They are filled with blanks. And he explained, yeah, it's a frame. While Pistol Pete was blasting the sender with blanks, the real killing was supposed to take place in the parking lot. That way, it looks like the blacks are on a rampage and Clutcher is everybody's hero. So <clears throat> let me sum up the plot, the actual false flag that was set up here. Fake assassinations. Clutcher, fake. Clutcher is such a racist and presidential candidate packing stadiums. He's, he's doing both. He's so popular he can fill a stadium, but he also has to do this like these weird imaginations to make black people look bad. So he hires a fake assassin to fake try to kill him to gain, garner sympathy and cause a distraction, while another real assassin is going to go shoot a cop and pretend he was a black guy shooting a cop to start a race war. That's what Senator Clutcher's plan was. So that's basically what he explains. That's why that way it looks like the blacks are on a rampage and Clutcher is everybody's hero. And then John explains. Then Clutcher waltzes into the presidency. This is the the grand. He, he John figured all of this out by just noticing two guys that looked familiar from earlier at the airport. Waltz into the presidency, and pretty soon this country is ripped apart with civil war. He is foreseen. The, John is no sure fucking diamonds here. He has seen this whole thing playing out before his eyes. And how Jordan says, Clutcher, this is evidence, by the way, that he's figured this out. Clutcher, you're beneath contempt. I'm certain your colleagues in Congress will bounce you back to where you belong. Then a scene, a scene skip later, uh, uh, Hal says, I'll admit, John, your style turned me off. <laughs> I was more than ready to stick blame on you. And so that's what we find out. John wasn't not reacting because he wanted him to get killed. He was actually not reacting because he already figured this out. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe that that fast when, from the time the gunshots went off, he already knew that there was nothing to worry about with Clutcher getting killed. Or, we, or maybe we're left to not know that. And I'm not really clear. Maybe he was fine with him getting killed. It's hard to say. Very um, hard to say. But John says, no sweat, pal. Only style isn't important any more than color. Where, when, no man can say. But rest assured, John Stewart will return. That's our issue. There is a whole other issue here, which I thought about us reading. I, I'm not going to really read it. I'll, I think we're going to just grade this story because it's its own story. Oh, man. We can, no, we can still talk about this. I'm just saying I think right, they, right, they should right. have separate grades is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to start by grading this 13-page introduction of Jon Stewart. And I think my views have changed even while I'm reading it out loud with you. But just take take it away. What do you think of this thing? Uh, this so it was, it, was very, it was very cringe to read through. Um, also, very reminiscent of – I shouldn't say reminiscent. Stories today are very reminiscent of this. Um, I saw a lot of parallels between some of the stories that are being told today uh, versus this one. 
um, you know, a lot of the same themes um, keep coming up, uh, which is very unfortunate that this stuff keeps coming up and this is still an issue that's being discussed. Um, you know, if I'm going to grade this thing, which, you which I think I'm going to, yes. uh, I'm not, I'm not particularly impressed by this, by this book so far. Um, the story here I think is, is pretty average. They uh, lean on stereotypes way too much. Um, and I don't know who's writing this, but it reads very comically not in a comic book sense, but in a, a clownish sense. So I'm going to give the story kind of mid-range. I'm going to go with a three on this one. Oh, okay. That's not uh, too bad. That's not too the bad. art on this, despite being done by Neil Adams, I can't stand this art. It is horrible. This gets a, is it better than what I can do? Yes. Uh, but I don't like it. Art on this gets a 2.5. This is a 5.5 for me. Wow. A 5.5 for the yeah. debut of John Stewart feels kind of racist, but you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I can, I mean, um, if yeah. they, if they could do a little bit better on the art here, you know, they were kind of mailing it in, in my opinion. This is one of those cases where I, I always try to judge things based on their era and based on their era a little bit. Now I, I'm going to agree with you right off the bat on the art. Let's just get right to that. The art, the, the art. So I'm not even sure 2.5 seems generous. Maybe it's right. Maybe this was average art for them, but like the scene with like some of this shit, like the hand, like, like, I don't know what is going on with John Stewart's hand in that one scene. Like it's just, it's just, it's straight up bad in some parts, but well, I, mean, know, it, a, aver- yeah. I know what's going on. So I guess I'll, I'll stick with an average rating. I mean, sure. Um, but it's not good. You're right. Certainly not good. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at stuff other than just the cup scene, right? The last panel on this part of the story, you know, you've got Green Lantern there and his emblems missing from his chest, which is clearly visible. And there's other things like where the the mask is like half drawn on and where it's supposed to be Jonathan Stewart, but they drew Hal Jordan. Some of it is the coloring potentially too, you know, but um, yeah, the point is we're grading this thing all around. Yeah, I mean, let's not bring coloring into this, Mark. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with you on a 2.5 in the art. I'm going to go a little bit higher on the story. A couple of reasons. I'm, gonna, I'm grading a little bit on a curve, and I actually found myself kind of laughing out loud a couple of times. Maybe not for the exact right reasons. I don't. I'm actually not even sure though. I'm not sure. Maybe the whole like whitey thing. Like maybe I laugh at it now because it's like so out of place in something you would see and in, in, even in yeah. mocking in a book now. But you know it. I, I'm not sure how funny it's supposed to be or how truly like how if it's supposed to show true racial vitriol and, and tension more so it's hard to say um, I think a little bit I think the answer is a little bit of both that's kind of the way I feel from it um, and you know I, 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 I thought this would be I think this is better than it seems <laughs> maybe if that makes sense uh, I, I think for a for a comic in 1971 which is already not something that takes itself necessarily too seriously but does want to address social issues it does touch on that in, in a certain way and I, I do like the attitude kind of john of john stewart even if this book is a little bit ridiculous of course it is uh i'm gonna get the writing of 3.5 that is a curved 3.5 that's curved based on the the era and the time and all of that stuff but you know what at the end of the day i laughed out loud uh i enjoyed reading it it is not a drag at all. And I had a good time. So how low of a grade can I really give it without with saying all those things? So I'm going to give Fair. it a rating of 3.5. It brings it to a six total for me. Still not, you know, still not, you know, aces here, but uh, it's okay. So we've got an 11 and a half 
combined for the first part of this book. All right. So do you want to go <laughs> do you want to go through the second the second part? <laughs> the, the green arrow uh, I don't think we need to go party. panel by panel on that thing but but we can you can we can talk about what I mean this, there's definitely a theme to this issue of uh green lantern slash green arrow here yeah. but uh why, why don't you give me some of the some of the main points the the short story is there there's a race war and Oliver Queen wants to become mayor to stop it uh <laughs> the race well, think- war that John was so worried about Senator Clutcher uh, you know setting off it seems to have set off already <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think what's I think what's really going on here, right, is that the current mayor of Star City is looking to retire, looking for a replacement. Kind of pins that on Oliver Queen, aka Green Arrow. And what this story is going on is they give Green Arrow a call, say, "Do you want to be mayor?" And then he contemplates and he calls all his all his buddies. There's Black Canary, a whole page of just him calling buddies, calling other, you know, calling his calling his pals. Just superhero Wayne, pals, Clark Kent, etc. Which we'll, we'll, we'll go over. We'll go over that page in a, in in a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, and then you know he needs to go talk to his 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 bestie, who's apparently Black Canary back in the day. So he uses his uh, rocket powered arrow to fly across the city. Which, by the way, at this point, Oliver Queen is broke. So I don't know why he's using these very expensive arrows to fly across the city. He's, he could he's just not walk, rich at this take point? the subway. No, he's broke. It says he lost it says all his money. Yeah, he lost all his money, mm-hmm. uh, which seems kind of which seems kind of early on. So he he realizes he's going off track, and what's he do? He bails, and he lands in the middle of a race riot. He gets smacked in the face. The kid that smacks him in the face gets shot. Kid dies. Green Arrow cries. I'm going through this. I'm going through this, man. He told me to go through it. And then at the end, Oliver Queen, he decides, maybe I should run for mayor. And And Black Canary Canary leaves to go to work. I I love, I I will say, I'm going to share this one panel of this. I mean, honestly, the art in this, well, I guess we can grade it too. The art in this is like so much better. (laughs) Awesome panel. This, so this, Jesus. So this panel is good. Go go back to his phone call one. Okay, I'll, I'll get us back there. Because we, we need we need to go over the art in this because this is All right. not better, my friend. All right. All right, look at what Bruce Wayne's wearing. Next one, Bruce Wayne. Okay. Bruce Wayne. That's Bruce Br- Wayne. What is Bruce <laughs> Wayne wearing here? Wow, this Bruce Wayne like billionaire is wearing a, oh, jean, <laughs> jean shorts. This is very confusing. He is wearing tight jean shorts. Hold on. Okay, so wow. Okay, so he's got like a like a button down shirt, like not yeah. what you would wear at the pool. He's at the pool, but he's got a towel around like he's at the pool, and he's yeah. got what would look like a bathing suit bottom, were it not for the fact that it also looks like jeans and has a pocket in the front. What the fuck is this? Right, and they're really cutting into him. They're really cutting into him. It's this is this is some of the worst art I've ever seen in a comic book. It's just confusing. Period. I'm not even mad. I'm just. Uh, I just want to know what was going on. Yeah, it's it's just bad. Other than that one, maybe one he's, page maybe he's you going out up. to the pool, but it still doesn't explain why they're jeans. But maybe he's going out right. to the pool, had taken his bottoms off, and was about to go do the top, take his shirt off. But then he gets this call from Oliver Queen about being mayor, and you know, next thing you know, he's just wearing his little jean jean bathing suit. <laughs> right on his on his 1970s, early 1970s portable phone. 
Wow. That I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just like, what are we doing here? Do we have that? Well, I mean, it's Bruce Wayne. Car He's car a billionaire. Well, yeah, we can we can talk that up to Bruce Wayne. Anybody else you want to examine? You want to look at a? Who's this supposed to be? My brother's. That's um. Who is that? That is uh. That's Hal Jordan, by the way. Is, that's Hal Jordan. Yeah, it's Hal Jordan. What? Yeah. Oh my God! In the same issue as we saw actual Hal Jordan, they're gonna give. This us is how they tie it together. This one. This not one frame right. This is the, okay, this art is going down fast. I told you. And then Clark at the at the end. Clark looks fine. Clark looks... I mean, I knew it was Clark immediately, so I'll say that it looks like yeah, a good Clark. Yeah, yeah. All so, right, well, you, do you want to grade this one too? <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll start with this one. So the story on this one was much worse than than the last one. They moved things along way too quickly. He landed in, in the race riot, gets smacked by a kid, and then the kid, three panels later, gets shot. For no for no reason, and you can't even tell what's going on in these panels. You've got Oliver Queen gets hit. It doesn't look like the kid hits him, but the kid did hit him. Uh, and then the kid gets shot, but you don't see where the kid got shot from. And this looks like a relatively peaceful riot, you know, like gathering of people, except for you know as soon as Green Arrow gets in there. So it's like <laughs> then people what's, start getting shot. Yeah, then people start getting shot. What's going on here? So I'm going to give the art on this one a two. This is really bad. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing good in here. The, the the faces are really bad, except for that one that that Mark showed, where Green Arrow is crying. Uh, rightfully so. He had a rough day. That's the only good panel, actually. Yeah. Story on this one. You know, I was so taken out of this by the art. Art was really bad. Um, did I mention the art's bad in this? I think so. I think I might have. This, it's so bad. It took me out of the story. I'm giving the story a two on this one. This guy's a four. You know what? I'm with you 100%. Two and two. That's, yeah. a, that's an eight. And that's an eight between two of us. Yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and I don't know. Does that average the whole... That being said, though, if I was just going to... As a, as a physical issue, if I was just going to recommend... If someone saw this in a dollar bin or a two dollar bin or fuck, even a five dollar bin, or just, I, I would certainly yeah. recommend stopping and reading it because it is a interesting historical curiosity i think on several levels and if you think that's interesting can i just i didn't read it but boy was attempting and look it's a 52 page issue boy was attempting i'm, I'm gonna do it at some point and just i wasn't ready for more but look at the next issue of green lantern green arrow <laughs> i mean that's i'm just going by the cover are you people crazy he's trying to save us all and, and so it's basically some guy being crucified and 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 Green Lantern and, and Green Arrow trying to stop it. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't even know what goes on there, but it's 52 pages. Nah, and I just don't, I didn't have time for that at the, at the time. So that's right. But I think that's we also right. got to go back and check out. I mean, this could be its own podcast, just the, the green, the Silver Age Green Lantern podcast. I mean, I mean, there's, you got a whole bunch of really good issues in here. I mean, if you go back a, a couple to 80 to 85, that's the speedy as a junkie. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that we should be reviewing. All right. So yep. maybe this is the new podcast. Move over SPC. Hello, Silver Age Green Lantern podcast with Eric. Green but Lantern and the Green Arrow. Maybe maybe we'll do it. Do them as a bonus show sometimes. That is needless to say. Check your inboxes. If you don't, if you don't subscribe to us on Substack, what are you doing? Secondprintcomics.substack.com. I think. You can find it. You're smart people. Hopefully you're subscribed to that. There will be a notification, an email explaining a new direction. We're going with some things. As I mentioned earlier, I am a contributor for Bounding into Comics, so I have a lot of work on my plate, extra work on my plate on that end of things. Uh, Remzo also, 
has a lot going on too. I want to wait for Remzo to fully explain everything we're going to be doing to you. But check out the inbox because you have a little bit more information in there about um, what is going to be coming with SBC going forward. Let's just put it that way. Uh, until then, Eric, any any uh, final words before I sign us off here? Don't read this comic. I, I disagree. Read this. So you, you really think people shouldn't read this? Come on. I mean, if you if you if you if you at least John you got to read the if you want to if you want to read the John Stewart half, go ahead. But I can't I can't recommend reading this. It just was not. I I didn't enjoy this. Sorry, Mark. Well, I'm going to make you read this. I'm going to make you read this soon, and we're going to see what happens. See if you still want to come on. Now, now this one, you know, little crucifixion can't go wrong. All right. Well, that being said, (laughs) next week I'll probably wrangle Remzo back again, uh, or maybe I'll just you know maybe I'll just. Bring Eric right back to read more strange Silver Age Green Lantern tales. Either way, until next time, don't forget to read comics, change the world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.